What's up, Yens? Happy Friday. Hunter Hodes here with the Locked on Penguins podcast. The Pittsburgh Penguins have now won two games in a row, a 4-2 victory over the Toronto Maple Leafs, a really solid victory, I think, for this hockey team. In today's episode, we're going to go into everything regarding this win. We're also going to preview Saturday night's game against the Montreal Canadiens. I will be in Pittsburgh um, watching it somewhere. Maybe it'll be at Howl at the Moon downtown or somewhere else. I I don't know, but um, I will be in Pittsburgh watching that game. But yeah, so for today's episode, we're going to fully recap this game, going to Kenny Malkin's brilliant performance, going to Brian Dumoulin having a really strong game, Brock McGinn playing better, Casey DeSmith, so much more, plus that preview against the Canadians. That's all coming up right after this. Your Locked On Penguins, your daily podcast on the Pittsburgh Penguins, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Locked On Penguins podcast. I am your host, Hunter Hodes. Remember to follow me on Twitter at Hunter Hodes. You can also follow the show's Twitter at Eleanor Penguins. And of course, thank you all so much for making this your first listen of the day. Today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. That has been online where the game starts. And once again, if I can hide this for the YouTube audience, the wonderful, the Grand Admiral is laying on my bed uh, celebrating uh, the Penguins win tonight. I'll put that, my beautiful uh, graphic back up now for the video audience. But yes, he is very fired up. Um, just want to say, um, I know I did say I was supposed to have an episode uh, for you all on Thursday going into a preview for the game against Toronto. I apologize about that. You know, I, I've been, yesterday was just a really... Bad mental health day for just a couple of reasons, and you know when my when my anxiety like really hits, uh, I I just I cannot focus on anything else, and that's that's my that's my fault. You know, I I, I live with it every day, but you know today obviously you know much better that I'm able to come come to you after this. Even if they lost this game, I was still going to have an episode. But you know, don't think I was just not going to ever do an episode. That was my plan. It just you know woke up and had the worst anxiety in the world. But just wanted to clear that up for you all. If you thought there was an episode coming and I didn't deliver, I apologize about that. That's hopefully, you know, as I continue to get better with it, you know, I think that's not, it's not going to happen as much. Anyways, enough about my uh, wonderful mental health issues. Um, 4-2 win for the Penguins tonight. I thought that came out firing in the first period. Chateau was a little, it was inflated, I guess. You watch the game. If you were watching that game, you knew that the Penguins were outplaying the Leafs, even though they were being outshot. And then the second period comes, tables get, uh, you know, the reverse happens. Toronto brutally outplays them. Third period, Penguins win that. Obviously, the most important, obviously, the most important period of the game when the game is really tight and they absolutely shut things down um, in that third period. I will say this again. I think this was a great team performance from the Penguins. You could really see that they built off that win on Wednesday against the Washington Capitals. And it showed tonight, you know, you got production um, from the top six, you got production from the bottom six, you know, the, the, all the defensemen played well. Casey DeSmith was good. Mike Sullivan made some good lineup decisions. Um, even when POJ was not hurt, I really thought just overall a collective great effort from the Penguins tonight. A little bit boring at times. Sure. Did they not look good at times? Yes. But you know, when you're playing a team like Toronto, who is very skilled, you know, you're going to have, you know, 
lulls. You're going to have maybe even a period off, sometimes even more than just a period off. But all that matters in the end is the win. I thought the process for the most part was there. You look at natural stat trick at 5v5. Toronto had 52% of the shot attempts. They led in scoring chances as well, but high danger was a 50-50 split. Expected goals was 55-45 in favor of Toronto if you go to all situations. Um, they led in shot attempts. They led in scoring chances. High danger is 50-50. Um, but all situations, the Penguins actually had 61% of the expected goals. So this wasn't just like a weird, you know, drubbing. I don't think, you know, Toronto, they, they did have their fair share of chances, but when they did, it was Casey to Smith there who was able to shut the door in. And yeah, you know, I'll, I'll say this. I was a little surprised that they went back to back for him, but I think Mike Sullivan right now is just saying, Hey, I'm not happy with Tristan's performance. He's supposed to be the number one, but he's kind of fallen into a rut. It's kind of open season right now. You know, you, you want to take the net, go ahead. And I think these last couple of games to Smith, three goals allowed, in those two games, he's starting to find his game a little bit again. Yeah, he's, is he out of position at times? Sure. You know, does he not track in the puck well at times? Sure. But, you know, when you're only allowing three goals in 120 minutes of hockey, you are doing something right. And I thought he made some really nice saves tonight because if you go to Money Puck and you look at their predict to win meter, which, you know, usually that matches up with the eye test. You know, Toronto wins this game. I think it was like a 60-40 amount of time. And um, no, that kind of, it, it matched up a little bit. I would maybe – put it down like, you don't know, 55, 45 or something like that. But, you know, it's nice when you're finally able to get those saves, especially in a tight game. I believe um, the expected goals against was 2.85 for DeSmith per money puck. And he only allowed two goals. So, you know, he saved almost a goal ab- um, above expected tonight. And that, and that's what you want from your 1B goalie who's you know potentially going to be a little bit of a starter going forward. I mean, obviously Tristan is going to get the game in Montreal, you know, I think, you know, that that'll be his game to maybe redeem himself a little bit, but, you know, I really do think the message that Mike Sullivan is sending right now is, Hey, you know, there's maybe not a full fledged starter in net, you know, I'm going to shake things up where we lost seven games in a row. You go out there and try to get us some wins. And so far, you know, DeSmith has been able to do that. They've won two in a row and he's looked really solid. Um, in those two games, Jake Gensel, he gets another goal. He continued to, can you, he continues to push, 450. Um, I'm going to get to the second line in the next segment with Jason Zucker and Evgeny Malkin and how, you know, brilliant they play. But, you know, to end uh, this segment, uh, Brock begin five points in his last five games, goals in back-to-back games. Sell high, guys. <laughs> you know, I I hate saying that, but, you know, he's only going to be playing like this for a select number of games where – you know, the regression is probably going to come like you saw in the early part of this season. And then the second half of last season where he's just kind of a ghost and he just turns back into a pumpkin again. So obviously I am going to enjoy this from again. I will gladly eat the crow. And honestly, I don't really expect him to get traded. The, the, the sell high is, is just me kind of screwing around a little bit just because he makes almost 3 million. And you know, at times he just hasn't been the best of a player. But these, these last few games, I will say he has been playing a lot better. And, you know, I, I want to see more of that from him going forward. You know, again, outside of, you know, really uh, Josh Archibald at this point, you know, he's really one of the only bottom six players who has scored in the last nine games. And, you know, he had that really nice shot, the game winner tonight uh, to make it three to Shelgren. You know, maybe he could have had a save on that, but I'm also, I also think it was a nice release from again. And he's been playing on the third line. So Sullivan's been giving him ample minutes um, with Teddy Bluger out. So, 
again, really liked his performance. I thought he was solid on the PK as well. I think obviously in a perfect world, you would want to have him on your fourth line, but I thought he played pretty well tonight and, you know, hopefully he can continue that moving forward. So good job. Good, good, you know, good, good stuff for him again. You know, I, I've said this a lot of times. There's been a lot of passengers on this team for the last two and a half weeks. These last few games though, he has definitely not been one of those to say least. It is absolutely pouring outside my house right now. That's what happens when hurricane Nicole um, comes through. Now, coming up in the second segment, we're getting to the uh, second line and how great that line was tonight, um, especially Evgeny Malkin. I think that was his best game of the season. We're also getting to some other players who I also thought played well tonight, namely Brian Dumoulin. But before I get to that, BenLine.net is your number one source for sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis. And before I forget, there's your wonderful little promo for those that are watching on YouTube. You can get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there from football to basketball to soccer and esports. We've got it all at betonline.net. And if you love sports podcasts, you can also find those at BetOnline as well. We're always the fastest and easiest way to get your betting fix. You can head to the website today or use your phone to learn more. That has been online where the game starts. All right, I'm back here on this episode of the Locked On Penguins podcast. I am your host, Hunter Hodes. Remember to follow me on Twitter, Hunter Hodes. You can also follow the show's Twitter at Eleanor Penguins. And of course, thank you all so much for making this your first listen of the day. So let's get into the second line tonight. By far the best line on the ice, in my opinion. I think the Crosby Gensel Russ line had some good shifts, but you know, didn't really have a lot of, you know, really good scoring chances. I thought they were fine, but you know, fine is, you know, it's not good. But the second line was just an absolute menace. And trust me, I am someone who wants Ricard Raquel back up on the top line. I want Brian Russ to go back down. But the way Zucker, Malk, and Raquel played tonight, you know, I think you're going to have a hard time convincing Mike Sullivan to do that anytime soon. They were just hounding the puck all night long. You know, we'll start with Evgeny Malkin here. Just an absolute terror on the ice night. I mean, he took those silly penalties. I had the funny tweet where I said he's going to break the all-time. He's going to break the franchise all-time record for penalty minutes by the end of this game. And he made the the, the tripping motion on his way to the box. He, he was not happy about it. And what does he do after? In typical of Guinea Malkin fashion, he comes back, scores a beautiful goal. Right, basically, his empty net goal, but still, really nice shot to tie the game at one. And his celly was a thing of beauty. He does the tripping motion, points at the ref. I'm like, dude, I hope you don't get teed up as they say in basketball or just sent to the box for unsportsmanlike conduct. But he was definitely still miffed about that call. And he gave it to the ref with that celebration. And, that, and that's just Pete Gino. That, that, that is who he is at this point. I mean, he's honestly just been that way throughout his career. Um, but, you know, he was an absolute menace on the puck. Heck, that assist that he had for the Jason Zucker goal to make it 2-1, to one, just a blind pass to the opposite end of the rink, and then Jason Zucker, opposite end of the ice, excuse me, and Zucker's able to bury it glove side over Shelgren. The Zucker redemption door continues. Nice selly and just a beautiful shot as well. They were humming all night long. And then even Ricard Raquel. Or he said he he had a couple of really nice scoring chances. Heck, he also almost set up Gensel, I believe, to make it almost 4-2 later on in the third period. Not Gensel. Gensel, excuse me. Zucker 
excuse me, had a beautiful, threaded a beautiful pass right through the crease. Zucker is able to get a little bit on it, just slightly hits the post and goes wide. Um, obviously, if it's like two feet to the left, um, that goes in. But it looked like um, it, it might, it maybe would have been safe because it, it was going a little slow, but um, it, it would have been really close to say the least. But um, that line was just unbelievable for Penguins. And I can, if I can find the shift now that's not nope i don't want the shift chart i do, i want the the forward lines and um you know it's it's really no surprise <laughs> every penguins line outside the second line was below 36% in shot attempts the malkin line was eight, they, they, when they were on the ice they had 80% of the shot attempts they had obviously 100% of the goals they had 78% of the expected goals. They had 78% of the scoring chances. 54% of the scoring chances relative to the situation. Also had four high danger chances for zero high danger chances against. By far the best line on the ice. It was not close. That line is absolutely cooking right now. It's 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 really a sight to behold. And you know, Malkin, you know, ever since he came back last year, you know, I mean, I, I saw this stat. Um, from if I can find if I can find that here, yeah. I mean Ryan Wilson of Hockey Buzz, you know, he, he even said you know he's played in 62 games, including the playoffs, 29 goals, 62 points. Well, you can add that the Zucker says, you know, 29 goals, 63 points. That's over an 82 game season. That's a 38 goal, basically 82, 83 game pace, and he's only making six million per season. Yet there were some people telling me on the offseason that they should get rid of him and go sign Vincent Trocheck. So. You know, I don't know. I, I I hope those people right now that, you know, watch this team, maybe they probably don't listen to my show. Um, I hope those people are eating some nice crow right now. I think, you know, Evgeny Malkin gets a lot of crap talked on him. That's honestly not that justified. Like, obviously, he frustrates you with the penalties. Okay, he looks lazy at times, but, you know, look what he does in a game like tonight. I mean, he's owned the Leafs throughout his career, yes, but... He was all over the ice, making great decisions with the puck. I really don't care about his <clears throat> occasional turnover or two at times. I, I thought he was absolutely uh, tremendous tonight for the Penguins. And again, I thought that whole second line was great. Um, other other individual performances who I thought were great, I already mentioned Casey Smith. I mentioned Brock McGinn. Brian Dumoulin, <clears throat> um, that's now two straight games that, yeah, you know, ever since Mike Sullivan demoted him off the top pairing, he's actually looked competent. He's not really making that many mistakes. Yeah, he was on the ice for the Zach Aston Reese goal. And of course, you all knew Aston Reese was going to score against the Penguins. He had been pretty bad up until this point with the Leafs. But in typical ex-Penguin fashion, you know, he has to score because that that is how the laws work when it comes to this hockey team. And yeah, he was on the ice for it. You know, it adds to his ugly total, but I'm not really blaming him for that goal just because it was just a, a weird bounce to Aston Reese. I think, you know, a, a little bit of a maybe a weak goal in quotation marks, if that, you know, but you know, I'm not really going to blame Dumoulin for that. Outside of that though, really solid. I thought he was defending hard, making smart choices with puck, really doing a good job care going from defense to offense. Heck even had a couple of, um, you know, decent shot, decent shots, excuse me, from the point, from the point, excuse me, you can really tell that, um, this demotion is helping him find his game again. And is he going to be on the top pairing at some point this season? Yeah, maybe. But also, you know, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. And yes, he got second pairing minutes with Jeff Petrie tonight <clears throat> because P.O. Joseph was hurt. But 
you know, that didn't really seem to matter because the Penguins did a great job bottling up the Leaf Stars. You know, John Tavares, he didn't really do much. Austin Matthews didn't really do a lot tonight. Rich Marner, Willie Nylander had the goal. But, you know, Morgan Riley didn't do much. They, they did a really nice job locking up uh, those core players because you you knew that Dumoulin and Peach were going to see a, a, a good amount of at least that Leaf second line that consists of Nylander and Tavares. And they also did see a little bit of the uh, Matthews-Marner line at the top, and, and they more than held their own. So I, I, I liked how Dumoulin played. I'll even say that for Petrie, too. I thought he had another good game. You're starting to see him turn around a little bit as well. Jake Ensel, what more can you say about him? Basically has eight goals in his last 10 games. Um, he's absolutely ridiculous. And the, the, the way, how consistent he is, it's nothing short of extraordinary. Those are the main players that I think jumped out at me. You know, Sid, Kind of a little bit of an off game for him. I will say Chris Letang is not playing up to par right now. I don't know what it is. I don't think it's an age thing. I don't think he's all of a sudden washed just because after he signed that massive contract. I think he's just in a little bit of a rut, and I think he needs to dig him dig himself out of it. You know, I mean, I have, again, I have no problem, you know, saying when a player even as good as Chris Letang is playing bad. And I thought tonight, you know. Wasn't bad per se, but you know, just wasn't noticeable like normal. It's just kind of a a meh performance. Um, I will say though, Marcus Pedersen, he has more than played well enough with Latang. I think that's gonna be a pairing that you do see stick for the foreseeable future. Again, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. So I I, I personally think that you will see that pairing um for a while. And then you know, Ruido and Ruda, um, nice to see Chad Ruido come in. Um, off the bench, and I thought, you know, he was as steady as ever. He's not going to really blow you away with a lot of offense or anything, but, you know, he is going to be steady in his back end, and, and, I, and I thought you saw that tonight. Other than that, you know, I don't really have any, I guess, standout uh, other standout performances. Fourth line was fine. Um, Heinen had a real, again, you know, Heinen had that nice play to him again to set up that goal for him. Jeff Carter, fine, you know, didn't really notice him that much. And, you know, again, he was, he didn't have a bad game or anything. I just didn't really notice him that much but again really good overall performance from the penguins they get at least two out of four points on this road trip and they'll try to get four out of four when they head to montreal to try to get some revenge on the canadians on saturday night so that wraps up this segment coming up in the second second uh, the final segment we are going to do a full preview of that game against montreal and you know just look at the results lately and why you know this is a team again i, I said early on in in the season they are not going to be a pushover this season so far um, they are proving me right. So stick around for that coming up after these messages. All right, I'm back on this episode of the Locked On Penguins podcast. I am your host, Hunter Hodes. You want to follow me on Twitter at Hunter Hodes. You can also follow the show's Twitter at LNRS for Penguins. And of course, thank you all so much for making this your first listen of the day. So um, the Canadians, you know, they come into this game. I believe they, I believe they just making sure I have it here on my notes. Yeah, I mean, they absolutely, they crushed the Vancouver Canucks on Wednesday 5-2. Before that, they beat the Detroit Red Wings. You know, this is a Canadiens team. They've won um, two out of their last four games. Actually, well, I should say, yeah, they've been an even 500 team um, in their last six. Yeah, they're 3-3 they're, they're three and three in their last six games, but they have won a couple in a row. They beat the Red Wings in a shootout. They crushed the Canucks at home, and, you know, the Penguins, they'll be looking to get some revenge here after. Remember, you know, they, they blew that nothing third period lead against them early on the season the game that you know in my opinion the penguins should have won they should have been able to defend that lead in the final couple of minutes but um you know for for this game 
At the top line, Cole Caulfield, Nick Suzuki, Kirby Dunk. Caulfield was a menace against him in the first matchup. Chris um, Tang and Marcus Pedersen, they're going to see a very healthy dose of him. And, you know, he's just what a talent he is. I mean, he's going to, I mean, he'll score well over 20 goals this season. Suzuki, obviously, a really good player. Um, Kirby Dock had the overtime winner in the last game. Christian Dvorak, Brendan Gallagher, Mike Hoffman on the second line. Jonathan Drouin, Sean Monahan, Evgeny Dodanov on the third line. And then Yoel Armia, Jake Evans, and Michael Pizzetta. Um, on the fourth line. And then this will be a fun matchup. Caden Gooley versus Sidney Crosby part two. If you all remember in that first matchup, Gooley gave Sid nothing, just defended him beautifully. Uh, and forgive me. I had no idea who the kid was. Did not. I thought he was just a random make a name defenseman. Boy, did I learn quickly who he was, who he is because you know, he, he looks like he's going to be a star in this league with how he's played this season, especially with how he played against Sidney Crosby in that game. He plays on the top pairing with David Savard. That is going to be a really fun matchup to watch. Uh, Joel Edmondson on the second pairing, Jordan Harris on the third pairing. And then in net, um, you will see Sam Montembeau or Jake Allen. Um, I would assume they'll probably go with Jake Allen, but you know, would not be surprised if they go with Montembeau um, like they did last time because you know I thought he played a really strong game. His thing was, you know, for this game, for the keys, you know, keep your shift short. You know, you're coming in. It's on, you're on a back-to-back. The Canadians are a rested team for this one, so they're going to have all the juice. They're playing at the Bell Center. You know, keep your shift short. You know, smart plays with the puck. Don't be trying to do too much. Also, don't be trying to overly rely on your goaltender to bail you out. I know it's going to be a different goalie in net for the Penguins. I mean, it's 99.999% chance that it will be Tristan Jari, but you know, you don't also, you don't want him to just be saving your butts on an every shift basis <laughs> um, at this point. So, you know, those, those are my main keys. I would obviously love for the power play to be better. It is such a terrible unit right now. I really don't even know what the heck they practice when it comes to that unit. It is awful to watch. Uh, you know, penalty kill. No, I think from then to now, it has improved at least a little bit. The Penguins have killed off 19 of their last 21 penalties. It would have been uh, 20 out of 21, but you know, the, uh, the Nylander scored with two seconds left on the main advantage on Friday night. So special teams always critical, but you know, see, we'll see if the Penguins can get a jump on the Canadians again. You know, they jumped on them in that last matchup. They were up two nothing going into the third. The Canadians weren't doing much offensively. They were able to get that quick goal, make it two to one. And then, you know, they, they defended fine, I think, for the rest of that period, but they just they couldn't defend that lead in the final two minutes. But, you know, the Penguins, they've made some decent strides, especially in the last couple of games. I think their defending has been great. Late games, especially against Toronto, you know, the Leafs looked absolutely gassed in those final two minutes. The Penguins were just hounding the puck from them the entire time. They had plenty of empty net opportunities. They were playing aggressive Mike Sullivan hockey. That's what I want to see from this team when they're defending a six-on-five lead late in a game you know you don't want to see them you know defendively like they did against montreal again on saturday at the bell center when you know they were just sitting around like ducks um in the defensive zone and you know leaving cole caulfield wide open with two minutes left to tie the game and thank you throny for itching your ear while i'm finishing up this episode but yeah again those are my main keys for this one keep your shift short don't try to do too much or try to rely on your goaltender that much you know, see if you can get again. Obviously, see if you can get produ- um, production from everyone in your lineup. But you know, and also, it, it's hard enough to win 
on a back to especially a road about a road back to back like it's good to win the first game obviously in it because you're rested but to win that second game um that gets even tougher so i, I do think you know just due to that and the, and the travel and just you're playing less than 24 hours later i do think this is going to be a tough game for the penguins to win but that said they're playing a lot better right now that's two wins in a row and we'll see if they can make it three in a row when they play the Canadians always got to look out for their top six. I think their forward depth overall is also not bad. You know, this team plays really hard. Arter Marty St. Louis, they're seven and six and one so far. They're, you know, staying in the playoff picture. And, and yeah, you know, it's November 11th when I'm recording this. So it's, it's still early, but you know, they're playing well under him and you know, this team it's they're de- They've definitely been fun to watch this year. So that wraps up this episode of the Locked on Penguins podcast. Again, I really appreciate all of you listening to this one, and I really apologize for what happened on Thursday. Um, you know, trying to be better with all that, but, you know, glad that I got to talk another Penguins win with you guys tonight. So um, I'll have another episode for you all on Monday. We'll be recapping that game against Montreal, and then we'll be previewing the game on Tuesday against Toronto, the game that my, my birthday game and the game that I will be at PPG Paints Arena for. If you are going to that game, just let me know. So again, hope you all have a wonderful Friday night. Hope you have a wonderful weekend. And, you know, we'll see what the Penguins can do on Saturday. I'll be watching the game and I'll be live tweeting it with you guys. So again, thank you so much for listening. I'll talk with you all in a few days.